Hey, welcome to Heavyweights here at the gym. You need a spawner? Oh, well, I, I didn't realize there'd be a world-class athlete here. Wow, you must be uh, slumming it with these regular college kids at the gym today. I'm no different than you or I, brown eyes. Wow, you could tell that they're brown. You pay attention and listen. Oh, it's easy for me. Don't mention it. Here we are, 15-pound dumbbells. Let's rip some shoulder thrusts. I don't think that's what they call them. Keep thrusting. Don't stop until they're over your head. Wow, that I can feel all down on my shoulders. Whew, I, think, uh, I think we need to grab a drink. Whoa, it's only 10 a.m. How about a green veggie drink? I know a place. Oh, wow. Is it a juicing hot spot nearby? Yep, the juice bar on the first floor. Is it as hot as you, you sleek, shiny, hot guy? Nope, it's more like my demeanor. Chill. Oh, I will now kiss you. And scene. Wow, that was an incredible reenactment of a truly wonderful happening. Uh, can either of you guess what event we just played back there? Can anyone guess? Uh, no. <laughs> no. Okay. Well, that was me, immediately charming international supermodel Cindy Crawford at the DePaul gym my senior year. <laughs> so that happened. And pretty amazing, right? Yeah. I, I have a way with words. Well, that's exactly what our contestants uh, will be battling about today as they list off their top five events witnessed in person. Cannot wait to hear what y'all's eyes have seen. Before we get this game on the fast track to full hoot any city, though, let's get everyone up to speed and do a quick rundown of the rules. Each player in the den has spent time with today's topic, arranging their top five answers in order of importance. Those answers have been submitted to the host who will moderate the game, awarding points to the player with the most poignant answer. Starting with their number five choice, we'll move up the ranks until we reach each of their top answers. But... If both contestants happen to have the same answer on their list, well, we have an Uber, Uber Stereo. You will hear the official Uber Cinco siren, and both players must reveal their answer and what number they ranked their submission. An Uber Staredown is all or nothing, with one player earning three points. After all answers have been read, the host will reveal the final score. And also, as you may be able to hear, we are recording outside today for a very fun extra special episode. So there's going to be some Foley noise. I hope you do enjoy it as we are currently. <laughs> and don't forget, you can join in on the fun by heading over to bizbear.biz and sending us your topics and fast five suggestions. Your submissions just might find their way onto a future episode. That's pretty neat. That is neat. That's very neat. Um, actually, tonight... The Fast Five comes from a listener. Thank you, Katie Woodruff, down in Huntsville, Alabama. I uh, appreciate you sending in your suggestion. All right, fellas. I'm ready. You're ready. And y'all at home, just in case you get subbed in, stay ready, okay? And look forward to the end of the show when I host, when I, your host, will offer up my Fast Five list of top five Kickstarters that never started. <laughs> All right, boyos, let's do this. Now, as host, I get to make a house rule, of course, for today's show. And the extra element will be a quick fire round about amazing things I've witnessed myself in person. There will be more than one and less than four questions to deal with. There will be three. Uh, each correct answer <laughs> will each correct answer will result in one point, and the first person to blurt out the answer will gain said point. So here we go. Brian, I've determined you are going first through a complex algorithm that took into account our listener bases, shopping habits, income levels, download frequency, and topic preference. 
which spit out Nathan as the optimal choice, but he won't wipe that shit-eating grin off his face, <laughs> so I'm choosing you instead. Please take this train out of the station by giving us your number five thing you've witnessed in person. So my number five here is the time I was riding the red line train to work, oh, and I saw a man poop himself. <laughs> <laughs> This was the first time this happened to me. <laughs> I was out late, okay? <laughs> Come on. So this is uh, when I worked at Tribune Tower. So mm -hmm. I had transferred at Jackson, going north on the red line. Mm. And there's a man just standing there, just kind of going back and forth. He looked a little drunk, maybe swaying a little bit. He had a blue windbreaker and khakis on and the shiniest white New Balances I've ever Ooh. seen. This is really important. <laughs> <laughs> because as I am admiring oh. this man's New Balance sneakers, mm -hmm. a streak of brown starts to overtake the end. Oh. And oh. this happens, and I'm like, oh my God. And then I start looking, and I just start seeing people just move away from this man. <laughs> and I was just very, very scared. I'm like, I only have like two stops to go. Do I like... Do I just wait it out or do I just like, I, I waited it Is out. Is it starting to pool towards you? It's not pooling towards me, okay. but I see it on the shoe and it's starting to on the floor. Oh boy. Like if we broke, if we like hit the brakes hard, it would have slid one way or the other. Sure, sure, sure. It would have been bad. And this gentleman was standing the entire time. Standing. Oh my God. Nothing on his pants, only on his shoe. Like it went all the way down the pant leg without hitting the pant leg. I was like, don't, don't you have to be in motion as an adult to shit your pants while standing? Don't only little kids shit their pants while standing? <laughs> I, apparently not. I, I like, witnessed this event. I feel like most adults lay down or sit down in defeat before that happens, right? They're like, I gotta. Well, how, what was his awareness level of? Absolutely none. Was he, was he drunk? Was well, he? I think he, he was on something. On some uh -huh. goofballs or something. Yeah. But the second part of this story oh is what Oof. makes it extremely memorable to me is that I told this story as soon as I got to work because you have right. to. Yeah. And somebody was a couple of cubicles over. And when I said I saw a man shit himself. Yeah. They heard shoot himself. <laughs> oh, my God. So. Wow. So so this is really the work interaction we're talking about. Yeah, more the <laughs> second part of this. Because this is mainly because I got a bunch of sympathy I didn't deserve for the rest of the day. <laughs> Well, in Chicago, if you ride the train for any, like, more than seven months, there's a good chance you'll see someone shit themselves. So, yeah. seeing someone shit themselves on the train, not that huge of a deal. But for me, this was my first experience. Okay, okay, And part two, what happened when I told people. So, is everybody's coming up to your desk throughout the day being like, are you okay? I heard what happened to you. That's really traumatic. And I'm like, just... yeah, it was weird, right? <laughs> that was like, totally like... Like, <laughs> so they think you're a psycho. You're like, well, yeah, I mean, it, was, I didn't see it something. smelled bad, sure. Uh, <laughs> I didn't see something horribly tragic. It was all over his shoes. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was just so odd. And then, uh, <laughs> yeah. So this, like, oh, my God, I thought you said this. I finally clued into people at the end of the day. And I'm like, no, oh, God. <laughs> Why would you think I'd be so cavalier about such a thing? Did you go on a, it was shit, not shot tour throughout the office at yes, the end of the day? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. I'm, that's I'm good. There's your shit, not shot. Okay, yeah. shit, not shot. Shit, not shot. Come on. This is where you go with the less vulgar poop. Pooping well, your pants. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. I was trying to add a little spice to the anecdote, okay? Yeah. I, 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 I've since learned my lesson. <laughs> Man, dude, I'm in favor of the shit. Do not, yeah, no, I, I, I get that. I, I get where you're coming from. That is. That is a that is a, a high level uh, a work situation to uh, to walk that tightrope on. Mm -hmm. 
that's that's um man nathan any uh any any thoughts here if, if, if you were his his coworker, would you i'm assuming you would clarify in the moment you wouldn't just assume shot and just go on with your day I right would, i would immediately ask like do you need to go home yeah and then sure. i think that would clear it up <laughs> <laughs> like, like no i don't need to go home because i saw someone defecate and then yeah. i'd be like oh, oh i got it yeah. it yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. You're wow. uh, yes, you are correct. There are a lot of words I shouldn't do. <laughs> I didn't. Oh yeah, I'm now older. I am now wiser. No, this is not your failing. This is not your failing. This <laughs> no. is your coworker's inability to to check. Yeah. You know? How'd you why why didn't you ask me more questions when you thought I saw something tragic? That very true. That's yeah. an excellent point. A standing involuntary BM. That's what I'm gonna call it from now on. <laughs> um, holy crap. All right. Well, Nathan, I hope um your number five also is not a holy crap. Uh but but uh give us give us that, please. My number five uh, is the various heroic acts of my cousin Andrew. And this is part one because oh. I was going through some stories involving me and my cousin and some very truly superhuman things he's done. And some of them will be used on later episodes for later topics. Okay. Here's the one I went with today. So this is a 4th of July party at my Uncle Frank's Speaking farm. <laughs> yeah, there's, this has to do with fireworks yep. and you can hear fireworks in the background here. Um, so I'm terrified of fireworks. Uh, so if I dash out of here during the episode, you'll know why. I should have <laughs> warned you. <laughs> I was when I was when I was a kid, and we would go to the fireworks on Fourth of July. My dear grandma Lillian was kind enough to like sit in the car with me while the fireworks happened because I was I was certain as they were like coming down, you know, they, and those are burning up. I was like, sure. I was like, how can we trust this? This can't. This is gonna come hit us. <laughs> is everybody is everybody watching the same thing? I am. I was just. I was sure we were all gonna die every year. Did you and, have a thunder shirt to wear during this? I, I no, was just... like a little puppy dog. I was just sweating and Aww. panting, and so I, I'm not a big fireworks guy. Okay. I don't I don't shoot them off or whatever. But okay, Andrew's uh, <laughs> Andrew's uncles on his like other side of the family, his mom's side of the family, uh, they love them. And uh, like one year, I re- I wasn't here for this story, but they were on a dock shooting off all their like illegal fireworks that they drive across state lines to get. Yep. And they had a big bag of fireworks and they lit a firework that then fell into the big bag. And everybody, nobody knew that happened, but they just saw all of these grown men run to the end of the dock and jump on a boat and drive away. <laughs> they waited for all of them to explode. Um, but apparently they, they hadn't learned their lesson. So they were, they're setting up the fireworks and um, I'm, uh, I, I'm entering my senior year and there's a family friend uh, named Mark who is there and I'm, I'm laying on the, the ground ready to watch there. And Mark comes up and he sits next to me and uh, he's, he was a basketball guy and uh, he's asking me about um, basketball camp or something. And, um, and then he'd started telling stories about back in the day when he was playing basketball with my uncle Frank and whatnot. And so we're having that conversation. They're shooting off the fireworks. And then they have one of those ground displays. It's like a spinner. Oh, sure, sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it, it comes off of the its mount and starts coming towards everybody <laughs> in the party. And so everybody is like sprinting and tumbling out of lawn chairs and scattering in all directions. And Andrew, who's, and I don't think he'll mind me saying this, not known for his agility or quickness. <laughs> he comes flying out of nowhere and he, he, he knows I'm terrified of fireworks and he knows senior of basketball is coming up and he screams out at me and dives in front of me like a security, like a secret service guy, like saving the president. Yeah. 
and like takes part of the firework in the chest. And all the all the like wait like and I'm I'm running in a full sprint right now, and Mark Bulware is running in a full sprint next to me, very casually telling me about a pick and roll he ran with my uncle Frank in like 1982. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, so yeah, but Andrew, uh, Andrew sprung into action and uh, headed off the firework as it was heading for me in what I'm sure would have been a, a career ending injury at yes. the very least. Yeah. So that's my number five. I, I can imagine that fireworks setting uh, your Scottie Pippen or, or Michael Jordan or Derek Rose jersey aflame on your body and melting to your skin. Yeah, um, you, you can't play basketball with minor burns to the chest. No, 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 you can't. No, no, no. no. It's it, it, impossible. It, it's hard to rebound and get your elbows out in proper form to clear space because of the tight skin. Yes, yes, because yes. your yeah, skin yeah. will will tear open and blood will will come forth. That's what he's afraid of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but that's, we're going into visceral detail. You yes. guys, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you you guys don't know the worst damage fireworks can do. Okay. This is- <laughs> wow. Uh, sounds like sounds like Andrew's a real hero here. Did he get burned at all? I don't think it was too too bad for him. Oh, no. interesting, interesting. Yeah. Okay, wow. So he just yeah, that's that's that cousin well, loyalty, and then, the cousin love. And there. then he went he went right back and shot off more fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like me as a, as a child. We would you know you shoot Roman candles out of your hand. Uh, you drop uh, black cats or firecrackers in glass bottles until they shatter. Yes. You know, uh, you really um, firecrackers into piles of dog poop you find around around the neighborhood. I think a Roman candle to the chest. Yeah, it's a little yeah. burn. It's a little burn. Yeah, a little burn. It's a little burn. Wow, wow. <laughs> that was timed very well. We've got these on cue. Oh, my God. We've got these you. buttons all time. Firework. There we go. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Thank you, Burrow and Airbud. Um, okay, you guys, I'm going to score you out your, your number five. So you're Brian. This is disgusting for me to say, but I wanted to hear more about the consistency of the poo and uh, <laughs> you didn't give me much of there and also you should have said poop you said shit and I know it doesn't matter but that could have been like based on their reaction you brought you know I don't know I'm, I'm, I'm giving you two points I'm giving you two right, points fair enough Nathan um, Andrew didn't sustain any major injuries uh, you would have gotten four points for this if he had been in the hospital <laughs> for days so um, two points for you as well so um, let's go back to Brian <laughs> Buddy, uh, there it is. There's your starter's pistol, the firework. Let's go. Give us number four. My number four. <laughs> uh, is the time I watched a toddler tumble down the stairs. Oh, my gosh. This is fairly recently, too. This is within the last probably year and a half. Uh, we were visiting one of Jenny's co-workers' house for the first time, and they have a two-year-old. Uh, and we were getting the house tour, and there was us and a lot of people and the beautiful house, great firework timing, awesome. And uh, <laughs> we were all on the second floor, really narrow uh, hallways to maximize bedroom space. Okay. You don't need six people waiting in a hallway to go see what a kid's bedroom looks like. No. In the house tour, very beautiful upstairs. Yeah. I'm going to go downstairs. Yeah. So I'm waiting there and I'm thinking we're going to leave the house soon because it was just a quick drop by. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, that's fine. I'm just kind of pacing in the living room, kind of doing nothing, blah, blah, blah. And then I hear it. But, and I turn around. Well, and somebody I was playing see, Phil Collins? Is that? Yeah. <laughs> the baby did play Phil Collins with his body down the stairs. Oh uh, so I didn't hear any screams. I only heard the, the yeah. Phil Collins solo. And I turn around and I see him. 
And he, and I'm just like, I turn around and I only see the last little bit of it. The, the boom. And then the, not the last few stairs. And he lands on it. And it actually wasn't that bad. Most of the time he was sliding down his bum. He wasn't doing like full on. Oh, sure. sure okay. It was more of a startling, like got the wind knocked out of him. Freak out. Sure. 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 There were no injuries. I should probably put there. It was fine. But oh, damn it. everyone okay. upstairs doesn't <laughs> know that I saw the real aftermath. And I'm like, he's going to be fine in a few minutes. Yeah. Yeah. But they only hear it. And, <laughs> <laughs> and from upstairs, we heard that he was like bolting for a toy. He did the horseshoe. The gate wasn't on because we were all upstairs and he bolted for a toy and he just kind of went down. Sure. Everyone lost sight of him for a split second and it happened. Yeah. And he was totally fine. But <laughs> the funny part about this was uh, we later on asked them about that. And you're like, yeah, he now says every time he he points when we go downstairs, he goes, baby, go out, out. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, he remembers. Yes. Oh but gosh. it was very scary in the moment. Also, I was so far away from the stairs, I couldn't do anything. Sure. And everyone beat me to the landing from coming downstairs as I was walking to it to see what was going on. So you're saying that the, the, the wet bar was a good 10, 15 yards from the stairs, what you're saying? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. okay. So I was right. definitely, yeah, yeah, making sure I was drunk for child neglect, apparently. Sure. Yeah. What you're trying to get me to say, Mitch, <laughs> I was stone cold sober. Okay. I only had a little bit of chicken wings in my belly. Oh. And that was it. Okay. I was ready to take care of children, but okay. I, I was not on duty. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's all I got to say. <laughs> um, this kid, what's his name? Can you can you tell us that? Jackson. Jackson with an X or yes, a, an X. An X. Okay. Yes. Uh, two X's. Just one X. I okay. Good. Um, <laughs> it's gonna help me in the score, right? That that actually will help. If it had two X's, that that, that I get would it, I get it. I get it. Um, did did this kid do a somersault at all down the stairs? Not from what I saw. Or a front tuck or something. Okay. I mean, I'm he could have. Okay. But I saw him stick the landing. Okay. Not the uh, aforementioned jump. Okay. And you were the first one to his aid. I was not. Everyone beat me down. Oh, everyone. Oh, oh, you said that. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, you already made a joke about it. So, wait, so you had, oh, you, you, you had to cap the whiskey, put it back. Correct. Into its I was at the web bar. <laughs> put, put the glass back. Yeah. That does take a while to make it sure it looks the same way it did. Okay. Um, Nathan, I know you have uh, cousins, um, nieces. Um, I, I have, have you ever been the one expected to to arrive first to the scene of a crime? <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> a child's crime. Uh, yeah, my, a, a child's crime. Yeah, I was I was quite young myself, and uh, one of my cousins was having a birthday, and they had a, a blue Power Ranger cake. I was sitting on the the kitchen or no the the dining room living the the big yeah. room table, yeah. and then. Uh, my my uncle Tom was playing with some of us kids on the floor, and then some other adults were in like the kitchen around the corner, and the cake was left unattended. What? And then one of my other younger cousins like got up and like just took took a finger and like just, just right down the old Blue Ranger's face, just a nice little dollop <laughs> out of frosting, and mwah. and so we all turned and everybody's like, "Oh no, it's the cake!" and rushing over, and then my aunt is like with a knife, just like going like. You know, trying to smooth it out, like it's okay. You know, crisis averted, and it looks terrible. Yeah. But then, uh, yeah. and everybody is like, you know, the cousin that ruined, quote unquote, ruined the cake is crying and feeling bad, and she was like, I don't know, three years old or something at the time, <laughs> and and I was like, no, it's nobody's fault. It's nobody's fault. And then my my grandmother out of nowhere goes, well, I think it was Tom and Nathan's fault. Well. 
So yeah, I failed, I guess. And I was, I was seven probably. (laughs) (laughs) How can you expect a seven year old not just be jealous of the younger cousin? Be like, you know, that's crazy. Um, Wow. All right. Well, Nathan, um, let's, let's, uh, let's move along here to your number four. Give us, give us that please. Uh, This is the greatest sporting event I've seen in person. And that was game six of the 2009 first round series between the Chicago Bulls and the Boston Celtics. Oh my God. This is the greatest. I almost picked this greatest night (laughs) in Bulls history since Michael Jordan retired. So this series uh, had seven overtime periods across the seven games. Oh my God. Five games were decided by three points or less. And the teams won every other game between game three and seven. And wow. so this game, game six, had three overtimes and it was like a heavyweight bout. It was just back and forth. I was sitting in the way up in the nosebleeds. I had a couple uh, acquaintances from DePaul. I can't even remember how we stumbled into the tickets, but it was I think we got them for free. Mm-hmm. And it was like we got them handed to us, basically. And we fixed like, some giveaway like on campus. And we so we just like headed straight to the game. Like, yeah, just so you twice have gotten gotten given that's a phrase right gotten given gotten given yeah, yeah. <laughs> you've I've gotten, gotten given, given yeah. free bulls tickets one to incredible seats yeah and the other one to a to an incredible game yes you lucky son of a bitch. I'm so jealous <laughs> yeah. oh my god okay it was i mean that was part of what made this incredible was it was completely unplanned and um, was this just as good as the game we went to um in 2005 uh when i brought you to the pistons game that game was fun because that was the first time i ever saw michael jordan in person Oh, well, thank God. Actually, I do remember you freaking out during that. Yeah. You're just sitting in a, in a luxury he was, suite. I saw yeah. Michael Jordan he was sitting down, yeah. and I, I'd never, I had never been in the man's presence before, and I was pretty excited. <laughs> Only time I've ever been in the man's presence is when he showed up at Proviso West High School because his son was in the basketball tournament playing for Whitney Young. Saw him oh. there for like two seconds, and I was like, oh, that was Michael Jordan. Cool. That was a much more healthy reaction than the one I had. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you 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 yelled, you yelled like, "Look at him eat popcorn! Oh my god, it's so elegant! It's art!" And I was like, "I agree. He is he's the best." Um, sorry, keep going. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, they, this uh, th- this game was uh, the stress of you know you get to the end of the game four separate times at the end of the game and then every overtime and it just gets exponentially worse and worse and where everybody in the crowd is just living and dying mm-hmm. the atmosphere was electric um ray allen for the celtics scored 51 points that game oh. um it had a bunch of random characters in it like um brad miller and john salmons who the hell are they nobody remembers they were making big plays for the bulls derrick mm-hmm. rose's rookie year he was there he he missed two free throws at the end of one of the overtimes but he also blocked rajon rondo's shot kirk heinrich got in a fight with rajon rondo kevin garnett wow. was injured and on the bench and talking a bunch of trash and he actually left the floor early it was a whole thing and uh, <laughs> but the the highlight of the Sounds game like was him. uh at the end of the third overtime, Joakim Noah, my third favorite Chicago Bull ever, and somebody who I've dressed up on more as more than one Halloween. Mm-hmm. Uh, Some would say now even. I yeah, I still <laughs> it's just the still hair. got the hair thing. Yeah, wait, wait, hold hair. on. The, uh, the 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 order goes: uh, Eddie Curry, Scotty Pippen. <laughs> Right. Yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> then yeah. Michael Jordan. Yeah, then, yeah. <laughs> Michael Jordan's a distant seventh after uh, <laughs> after Bill Cartwright. And also, if you get the Eddie Curry reference, good for you. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so Joakim steals the ball from Paul Pierce, dribbles the length of the floor, dunks all over Paul Pierce. Paul Pierce fouls out, and that pretty much seals the game. And oh uh, that was it. And then I know this actually is a special night for Mitch as well. 
because uh, I think you were having a pretty good day that day too. Because and later that day we met at Kingston Mines with a bunch of our friend group. I don't know oh, if you remember. That's right. And so I was uh, I was just high on life and still wearing the free T-shirt I got the Bulls game, and we went and listened to some blues. And I I remember th- there's a picture of you, myself, Brad, and Alan that is still in my parents' fridge to this day. Yes. Well, there you from go. From that evening, yes, yes, that's right. Oh, that was a hell of a dancing night. All people, night. the audience have no clue. Yeah, no, sorry. Yeah. No, just our best, like, like the Rat Pack of DePaul, yeah, basically. Yeah. You know, so your but, Rat Pack. My, yes, yeah, sorry, our yeah. Rat Pack, the our very Rat Pack of DePaul. Um, wow. This is, uh, this is, this is another, another time <sighs> jealous of your, of your sporting ticket life. This is nice. Um, Nathan, I'm giving you three points. Of course, you know, I love, you know, I love the hoops. You're playing to the, to the, to the crowd on this one. Um, Brian, I was going to give you one point, but then you let us know that the toddler was speaking in the third person because of this accident, which I love that detail. Mm-hmm. So I'm giving you two points. Um, and now, guys, it's time for the first bonus question. Oh, here we go, Brian. Do you have any music on the soundboard? Some like boom, boom, boom. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that is literally all I got. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. Here's the question. Just remember, I, I will read out. There's three possible answers. First person to say the correct answer wins. All right? Got it. I once witnessed multiple parents chaperoning a St. Luke's dance. At this dance, these parents chased boys off from grinding on their daughters. How many of those boys that got chased off went back onto grinding on the same daughter? Was One. it two? Was it four or was it five different boys? Five. Four. <laughs> oh, not yet. All right, you guys both you guys both missed it just barely. Uh, I guess someone could have guessed a little uh, right away and gotten it too, but it was two. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, it was, it's, it, 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 that's just what happened. Me and Joe Kratzky, who, who went back on Grand Island Daughters. You were one of the grinders. We got chased out uh, the back by uh, Jenny Doherty's dad and yelled at heartily in the uh, parking lot. So um, I thought he was going to kill me. But he didn't, thank God. So this it happened to me once too, where I was at a dance and I had my I wasn't grinding, but my hands were on the butt and the band teacher came by. Hands up, Ernst. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was the only time I was like, gonna get to touch a butt in eighth grade. Like, Come on, like, <laughs> let me have this. <laughs> um, well, uh, I hope um, that was worth it. It sounds it like was. it was. It was totally worth it. Cool. Um, well, Brian, it's your time to give us your number three, so please do that for us. My number three is the wind kicks up. This is a good one. Yep. Um this is the event I saw was me reaching my breaking point. Mm-hmm. This is my number three because I think you guys know me as pretty even keeled. I, I can get a little feisty once in a once in a while, but I never lose my cool professionally. This time I totally did. Um, long story short, an acquaintance from college okay. happened to arrive on set while I was in charge of a corporate video shoot for this company. In the background, he happened to have been hired by this company very recently to do video work internally. We were hired to do this work before they had somebody internally. Okay. He technically did not start until Monday, and this shoot was on a Thursday or a Friday. It was either it was a week okay. before he was actually supposed to be there. So he's okay. not even on the payroll at this point. Wow. So, so he's showing up to work for free. Yes, he's showing up Oof. to help. Okay. To kind of put his feet in the ring there to be like, I'm a helper. I'm I'm somebody you can trust. Yeah. And <laughs> he was helping 
Like first it was like PA stuff. He started helping move cables, move lights. Then he started to produce like, hey, what if we shot this over here and it's all this stuff. And then after one like B-roll setup of like getting shots of two people sitting and having a conversation at a table, like after I yell cut, he jumps in. He's like, okay, how about next time we do this? And now he's jumping in on it. Mm-hmm. So I'm my blood is starting. And you're to, director, I'm guessing, yes, right? Okay, I was a director yeah, yeah, on yeah, this. Yeah. And I'm like, one, we don't have a lot of time for B-roll. And we had to shoot like 12 interviews or something all in an eight-hour day. It Oof. was a very, very packed day. Yeah. And I'm like, we do not have time for this B-roll. Like yeah. once and done, it's going to be in the video for 12 seconds. Nobody cares. We yeah. got to get on with our day. Yep. So these little infringes started happening. And then like I'm talking to a couple of other people who also knew him from school. And they're like, yeah, this is getting blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then we finally get to the interview where we were setting up all the lighting for the CEO of this company. And he does something again to step on my toes. And I snap and I was like, we were hired to do a job. You weren't. Can you get out of my way? Something along those lines. Very stern. I was very angry. Should not have been said, especially in front of the CEO. I should have said, can we step outside? Blah, blah, blah. But he ended up pulling me aside after the interview and being like, you can't talk to me that way in front of the CEO. So now I'm boiled even more. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I was like, you don't have any say here. It's not your contract. I was hired to do this job for them through the company that I represent. Yeah. You got to slow your roll. Yeah. We luckily buried the hatchet right there, right then. But that day I learned what it takes to get me to that point and to how much it bothers me for the time after it. The amount of anxiety and like sleep I lost, like playing it over in my head for the nights to come like that. And like from then on, I called this kid my nemesis. (laughs) This is the person that got under my skin and ruined it. And funny enough, he ended up doing a project for somebody else I knew. He was supposed to shoot and edit a wedding. He shot the wedding, never delivered on an edit. And this person asked me if I could edit all of his footage to deliver the wedding video. (laughs) Wow. So it was like, again, later on, he's still messing with me indirectly. And? He's here tonight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so welcome Damien Chazelle award winning. <laughs> Luckily we, we were friendly after that. Everything was fine, but it was like that. That was the worst. Wait, is, so is he still your nemesis? I don't I don't have a nemesis. Do I look okay. like any nemesis? I mean, I, I, I know your blood and it can boil. I, so. yeah, my blood can boil. Yeah. yeah. Especially when you don't know what you're doing. Sure. And especially we're not a part of any conversations leading up to this day. Sure. Like you just show up and I'm going to do this. Like, no, you can't do that because everybody will fail then yeah. because of you. Yeah. So wow. no fireworks for that one, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, it was well, as you were describing it, as your blood was like kicking up in temp a little bit, the fireworks were going off at a higher temp Perfect. or tempo there. Yeah, so I, I can feel it a little bit in my yeah. pulse right there. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> My watch may go off and be like, your heart rate, like you haven't moved, but your heart rate is really high. <laughs> like that happened to me one time in my life when yeah. I was in an argument with a gun nut on a Facebook comment group. <laughs> I was sitting oh, at a computer. I, like, I engaged when I shouldn't have. Another oh. lesson I learned. And then yeah, my watch did go off. It's like your blood pressure, your uh, heart rate's been over 120 beats per minute. <laughs> and we're not tracking any GPS location data. You may want to seek help. <laughs> 
I'm like, okay, put the Facebook away. Wow. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. So that's that's a real thing. <laughs> I'm I'm kind of stunned by that last part. I am. I'm like I'm stunned by that. I didn't know the watch was that uh, smart. Yeah. Uh, that's that's impressive. Um, Nathan, I know I know that you've been on a number of sets in your in your life. What is the what is what is the most deliciously cutting thing you've wanted to say to someone on set but but didn't or swallowed it last minute um it was a it it was a long time ago i was actually acting in something and Mm -hmm. uh we had to drive as a unit uh like an hour and a half to get to the location and somebody was a couple people were late and so the whole group was late and um then I heard one of the crew members who was late. It was because he, he was out for a birthday party the night before of somebody. You know, and he was like, well, you know, I mean, it was so-and-so's birthday, so I wasn't going to miss that. And I was just, like, shaking. with. I was, like, I wanted to turn, just be like, you made, you wasted everyone's time and money and, like, just so you could go get drunk. Well, it was so-and-so's birthday. Like, it was, fuck so-and-so. Did they like, also show up with a coffee in their hand? No, I <laughs> don't think so, but... Um, yeah, it was not my place to say anything. And so oh. I, I just kept my mouth shut and gave him the, the stank eye for the rest of the day. And, uh, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair freaking enough. Yeah. Um, well, Brian, there's your fireworks now. They, they, they're going <laughs> off. Um, I, you know, I, I have seen you, Brian, I, I've seen you angry. I haven't seen you blow up anyone. So I would love to see that someday. I'd love to, I mean, you know, putting your foot down and, and clearly stating your objective uh you know i would love i'd love to i mean maybe not directed at me of course <laughs> yeah, I was gonna uh, say, uh, that might not be great um no but uh it's someone else but I, that's I, just i, I generally just get along with most people like i can be hard-headed but yeah. like i'm not like looking like you can say your opinion and we can disagree and move on yeah especially in these production type situations but i'm like yeah you gotta be working with the team that's true you can't be slowing it down yeah um, classic teamwork makes the dream work, Correct. especially in film production. Um, okay, well, that was uh, that was Brian's number three. Nathan, slide us your number three. My number three is uh, Ryan Giggs celebrating the English Premier League title all by himself. Um, <laughs> what? Ryan, yeah, Ryan Giggs, uh, for those who don't know, uh, one of the great soccer players of his generation. He played for something like 23 years for Manchester United. Wow. That's uh, a long career. Yeah. He's the most uh, he's won the most actual like trophies of any uh, British footballer ever. And uh, so this is later in his career, uh, 2011. And I went to the Manchester United game last home game of the season. They had already wrapped up the uh, title. They had run away with it that year. So the game didn't really mean a lot. But after the game was when they were going to have the trophy presentation and the whole, you know, yeah. celebrations and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> earlier that day, <laughs> as it happened, um, Ryan Giggs had been getting up to no good. <laughs> and yes, he had. He had, uh, he had had some uh, extramarital affairs with a reality TV star and uh, with his sister-in-law. So that's fun for everybody. <laughs> oh, so, on the same day? Uh, maybe. Um, he was in excellent shape. Incredible stamina. He could go end line to end line very easily. Yeah. And uh, so he was, he he had filed a super injunction against like Twitter. Yeah. So he couldn't be named. 
And this is like the, the, the Streisand effect, which is when she wanted people to not like take pictures of her house that was on. the, And so everybody's like, well, we got to take pictures of the house now. <laughs> yeah. And so it was it was like gigs had tried to stop this information from getting out. But then seventy five thousand people yeah. named him on Twitter. And then somebody on um, it was a member of parliament actually named him on the houses of parliament even though he wasn't supposed to he's like well we're not going to arrest seventy-five thousand twitter users so yeah yeah you know and uh so anyways the cat was out of the bag on that very day and so then the game ends oh my god and manchester united won five to three so everybody is in celebratory mood they bring out the trophy end of the year songs are sung confetti is coming down or whatever and then all of the players um their wives and girlfriends and partners and children come out and so you know wayne rooney's carrying his like one-year-old son around waving and holding (laughs) hands with his wife and the rest of the team with that and then there's ryan Giggs, the most senior member of the team (laughs) just kind of walking around on his own looking around like oh god i'm really in trouble and um so the the United fans at the time had a song, uh, we do what we want, we do what we want, we're Man United, we do what we want. And uh, so as Giggs was walking around looking all forlorn, 75,000 people started singing, he shags who he wants, he shags who he wants, that boy Giggsy, he shags who he wants. And uh, it was an utterly bizarre afternoon. Wow. And there you go. Did he acknowledge the crowd? when they were saying that or did just make him bury his head yeah i think i think he kind of turned inward and tried to like get lost in the in the crowd and and what have you yeah can we give props to the coordination of that crowd yeah (laughs) i mean that's impressive i mean it's like when somebody starts the wave it was like one little group started singing and then it just spread around the entire the amount of times it needs to repeat to get around the entire (laughs) like that's amazing it happened pretty quick wow my God. Well, also, he's I mean, he's famous one for his longevity and career. Yes. Uh, longevity in stamina. Uh, <laughs> longevity. He, he also he, he put out a workout tape, right? He did. And uh, but not known for his longevity uh, in his uh, penis department, I'm pretty sure. Right. Just a very average, uh, if not lower. I don't have that information on file. <laughs> oh, I do. Yes, I have it right here, actually. Uh, four and a quarter. So that's and I think that's centimeters. Yes, yeah. that's metric. metric. Yeah, that's, that's metric. So, um, wow. I mean, Ryan Giggs, a, a pure legend. Uh, perhaps one of the top three United players ever. Probably right. Could could very well be based yeah. on <laughs> not not a not apparently not the greatest man though. Based on 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 winning on titles on trophies. And then he's number one. Then he's number one. Yep. Okay. Wow, that's tough. That's a tough. Yeah, uh, based on the things that matter, is he number one? <laughs> yes. Okay. Got it. <laughs> Interesting. Wow. Okay. Um, this is my time to scroll at this number three again. Nathan is playing to the to the host here with with the sports. Um, I very much uh, you, you 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 let me uh, you let me talk about uh, stamina a number of times today, which I did appreciate that without stopping me. So you both are getting three points for this because Brian, I I encourage you to continue to share your thoughts in, in public settings like that more and more in your life. I think Our it's show. very, very uh, cathartic. Um, guys, it's time for the second uh, bonus question. Um, and this time, let's have like like a little more excitement going on. When you, <laughs> I'm so excited when you for this question. What is going to be okay, the question, Mitch? This is a much better question. The first one, I admit, uh, I wrote very late at night. Not that great. Poorly worded. This one, much better. Okay, you ready? We're okay. so ready. Yes, okay. 
I once witnessed Chicago's finest, those are the police, illegally enter my apartment, search it without a warrant, find contraband, and tell me to fuck off after I told them it was illegal what they were doing. How many Chicago police officers did it take to secure my cash payment to the taxi driver that evening? Was it two? Was it three? Or was Four. it six? Six. Six. Someone else has to guess another number. Four. Two. No, four was not one of those. Three. Two. Three. Two. <laughs> three. You said three. <laughs> I don't know what the numbers are. <laughs> it was three police officers. It only took one to pin me uh, to the wall. Um, okay. <laughs> Here we go. Let's go on to our are number Are any twos. of these bonus questions not numbers based? <laughs> They're all number based. Hi, is it two, three, or maybe six? I don't know. <laughs> It's just, it's a random guess, you know? Pick a number. That's yeah. the new bonus round. <laughs> it's mainly just a way to tell a story. That's like, all. Why make it multiple choice? You want to shout out numbers until we get it right. Okay, fine. And the next one, I'll do that. All right, I can't right. wait. Okay. Thank you for helping me edit my material as we go. I, I do appreciate that. All right, number two. Let's get to them. Brian, don't slow us down. Give I us won't. that good, good. Although this thing I witnessed was very slow. Oh. And it was the boat. Filled with Coast Guard members floating down my street after a flood. (laughs) (laughs) We opened our front door to see the Coast Guard in our suburban street. It was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. They had to drive that boat there, right? There's no way. Well, yeah, it was on a trailer, but to get to the middle of the street, (laughs) they had to drive the boat down the street. That's. It wasn't a huge, not a giant boat that you would see off the coast it was a little four-seater like, oh oh it, it wasn't an ocean liner no it was a yacht <laughs> in freaking four feet of water <laughs> no so uh this happened i forgot what year it was whatever year they were filming the transformers in chicago that was the year that it happened mm, 2006 that was, that was one of the uh, reasons they gave us for why the flooding happened is that they didn't open certain dams and locks that would have raised uh, the river downtown and it would have ruined filming. That was the whole blah, blah, blah. Wait, wow. are you fucking serious? That's what we heard, rumor, not substantiated, but that's, oh, okay, that's okay. kind of what we all started to believe. Uh, but wow. really bad rain, everything was happening, and at one point, you guys have been to my parents' house. Yep. Top of the porch on one side to the top of the porch on the other side of the street. Water all the way. Some of the worst flooding I've ever seen. Uh, Luckily, like the side windows of the house of the basement house, like kept a lot of the water out, but four and a half feet in the basement. Oh, my God. Yes. Not on a floodplain. Never had flood issues. Nothing like that. And And that happened. So funny enough. This was the first year Ridley Scott's production company was producing a documentary called Day in the Life, where they wanted you to submit footage from a very specific day. This was the day they wanted everyone to record. Boom, there's the firework. (laughs) I'll try that again. (laughs) Uh, So I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to get in this documentary. (laughs) Oh, of course you are. I was like, oh, my God. I didn't get in the documentary. What? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yes. So, uh, yeah. I, I'm sorry, bud. That sucked. <laughs> I was like, what What else do you need, Ridley? Come on. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, we had, this is suburban Westchester in Illinois giving us FEMA damage money for washers, dryers, hot mm-hmm. water tanks. Like, this is you here for hurricanes and tornadoes. 
not minor floods, but it was so damaging that that's what had to happen to us. Michael yeah. Bay should have been paying for that shit. That's what it sounds like. Uh, well, he needed a new camera, though. Oh, yeah, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> yeah, that's what was happening. I, I, I've heard he has a fleet of Ferraris. He could have sold a number of them. And, probably, yeah. probably. So yeah. this was a very weird thing to witness, especially one seeing your entire yard just covered in water. Shut up, Siri. Don't tell me about my heart rate. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that was happening. But Did the Coast Guard give you any directions, or did they just kind of float by and go like, yep, it looks good. And then <laughs> they were basically <laughs> just checking to see if everybody was okay. Okay, yeah. all right, all right. And, and there weren't any bodies in the water? Uh, just mine. Oh, okay. it, was oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was butterfly day. Good time to get some gym. cardio. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to stand because I'm getting a cramp, gentlemen. Oh so my gosh. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to do this part of the show stand. <laughs> the flood just gets it gets my blood boiling. Um, is, is this is this the most uh, at risk you've ever felt during a, a natural disaster? And and this this goes out to both of you. No, I mean during an eighth grade dance, we had a really bad tornado siren go off, and we all had to go into the hall. That was more scary than than sure. the flood. Sure. No, when Brian's yard flooded was not the most scary. <laughs> I was you miles away. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, this is, uh, is, is there, now you mentioned you got FEMA money. Did you guys get, did you guys uh, pimp out all your, all your shit that you lost? Or? No, it barely covered what we lost. Oh, damn it. <laughs> I've lo I lost all of my mini DV tapes. So everything I filmed on my first trip to Europe oh, is my gone. Oh, so it wasn't no. digitized. Oh, no. Anything I filmed on that camera prior to that. Uh, my dad lost a bunch of artwork. Like we lost a lot of that stuff. Sure. That we couldn't get back. That sucks. Sure. But well, that's a real bummer. Um, now everything's in plastic in that basement <laughs> and well off the floor. So. That's that's very good. Um, well, Nathan, I'm gonna slide over to you for your number two, and I hope yours isn't um as wet as that one. <laughs> I, guess. I don't know if that's a very good, wet. <laughs> a good phrase, but yeah, give, uh, give us your number two, dude. This is not going to surprise anybody that I picked this, but I had to. No getting around Ooh. it. Oh, hold on. Can I guess? Please. Uh, you saw in concert live The Doors. <laughs> um, <laughs> a, a band that actually was oh. formed before The Doors. Oh, before The Doors. Oh. Band formed in 1962. I'm talking about The Rolling oh. Stones. Oh, um, yes. So I've seen them thrice, but the one particular evening mm -hmm. uh, that was the most memorable was uh june 21st 2019 so i'd seen them in 2006 i love the stones as everybody knows about me mm -hmm. um love listening to their live stuff in particular the concerts there's an atmosphere about them just like it's such a good time fun atmosphere yep. and they represent something from that time period they're like the only thing left from like the swinging 60s of london and the original like rock and roll movement yeah and this was they'd been coming to Chicago now for 55 years, going back Jesus to when they played Christ. it like uh, chess uh, records and playing with uh, old blues legends. Howlin' Wolf. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. And Muddy Water. There's a Muddy great Waters, Keith yeah. Richards story where he he went to a party at Howlin' Wolf's house and woke up at Muddy Waters house. and He didn't know how he got there. <laughs> <laughs> like that's that is a good story. That's incredible. But yeah. Um, but yeah so it was uh, I remember so clearly. I was so excited about this. I got the, the tickets and I paid. I got pretty decent seats and I paid top dollar for them. And then Mick Jagger had to have heart surgery. And I was like, well, that's it. Game over. I'll never see the stones again. Mm -hmm. And then somehow because he's Mick Jagger, they wheel it around. I was the, the 
the show I was going to see was going to be the last show of the tour. So they just kind of flipped it, like just pivoted on that. And so it became the first show. But I remember I was outside waiting for it and it it looked like it was going to rain, but then it blew over and the local radio stations were there and playing it and the, the tension is building. And I remember sitting there and just thinking like, let's hurry this up. Like, Let's hurry this up because one of them is going to die backstage and I'm not going to be able to see them. And then the the opening act was uh, St. Paul and the Broken Bones. They were amazing. I remember sitting there thinking, God, these guys are just, this is one of the best concerts I've ever seen. And I wish it was over so badly. I've never wanted anything to end more because once this ends, my favorite thing ever happens, which is seeing the Stones and amazing uh, huge screens, light show. The sound was amazing. They still had it. They played all the hits and a couple obscure ones that I really love. You know, there they were. They were the same guys who were doing it back, contemporaries of the Beatles. And it was, uh, you know, uh, 60,000 people singing along. And then um, I also had tickets for four days later. And you should have seen me. Well, Brian did see me. In that, but in between those two shows, I was that was the happiest I've ever been because I still had the buzz of the first show sure. and then the anticipation of the second show. Like, that was the sweet spot. Like, oh. like if, if I could go back to one week of my life, just those few days, everybody who saw me was like, like, have you drank from the fountain of youth? Like, what is going on with you? I'm like, no, this is just the, the Mick Jagger energy flowing through my veins and then uh brian was at the show on the 25th and we had a we had a great time we met up beforehand and um here's how good of a show it was i had the worst seats in the house (laughs) and it was an awesome show my sister and i bought obstructed view last second tickets because they're like they're available they want to go yeah okay let's go Damn. Yeah. So that was uh, that was maybe one of the things that should have been on your list is we were sitting on opposite sides of the stage <laughs> and we were trying to see each other. And so I stood up and f- did the flossing dance to like <laughs> so you could find me. That, that has to be on your list is me flossing from across Soldier Field. I did see you do that dance in front of how many tens of thousands of people. <laughs> and you're still here to tell the sales. Yep. <laughs> uh, now, save for you can't say start me up. What's what's your favorite? You can't say- <laughs> you have to say that to my dad, not to Nathan. What's your favorite song to start a, uh, a Stones show? Uh, I actually was featured on uh, 93XRT's website for answer for predicting what they would uh, open oh, really? with. Yeah, because oh my gosh. Uh, I took they they had like a bunch of yeah. quiz questions or whatever, and so I volunteered and. When I was like, what, sh- what do you think they will open with? And it was June 21st. So it was the first day of summer. So I said, street fighting, man. Mm. Summer's here. The time is right for fighting in the streets. Yes. And Boom. I called it. Called it. Keith walked out and the opening chord. And I was like, yeah. wow. it, was, it was meant to be. Uh, what's, uh, of, of the three times you've been, what's your favorite way to close the show? What song? Um, I think they closed all three with Satisfaction. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, which is just how they've always done it. Or for like the in in the later stages of their career, yeah, yeah it's pretty satisfying, so it works out. Oh, okay. Oh <laughs> uh, wait, but I think you can't. I thought you can't get no satisfaction. Well, I was satisfied. So okay. <laughs> I, well, I'm sorry. You're right. That's that's, that's a good that's point. Their fault. They failed. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna score this out, you guys. Uh, the, this this number two. Um, I I love it because it was both. It was opposite ends of the spectrum. You know, yeah. one is um, completely um, a force of nature, an act of God. You know, uh, it's wet. 
Um, actually, yeah. the, the second other, one was pretty was wet too. Flood, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. I was getting there. I was getting there. Uh, you cut me off. That's fine. Um, I just because the Coast Guard is just such a silly thing to me because you don't ever really see them do anything normally unless they're like picking people up out of the ocean. But here they're in suburban Chicago, Illinois, floating by. Yeah, okay. What was funny? You said an ocean yacht, right? It was like a no. What was no. actually doubly funny is there was one guy in the boat and there was one guy walking alongside the boat. <laughs> okay, you just you just gained yourself an extra point. You're both getting three. Uh, that's an easy three for me here. Okay, guys, this is the last um, terrible, painstaking uh, bonus question of the show. Oh here we go. You both we have go. heard this story before, um, so it won't be a surprise for you guys. But here we go. I once witnessed a pile of poo on a Chicago public transit train. So I moved cars at the next stop. Turns out the culprit kept the trail of brown sorrow going. How many brown line, no pun intended, cars in a row did this defecating vigilante visit? Four. 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 Nathan ah. is dead on four cars in a row. There was literally a brown trail that uh, that brought you all the way to the... Um, the treasure? Not really. Was his body asleep <laughs> on a on a chair? Um, here we go. Okay, guys, I need your number ones. Um, I, I'm gonna switch it up here. I'm gonna flip it. Wow. I'm gonna go back to Nathan. Look, yeah, keeping in the theme of uh, bodily functions and <laughs> disgusting oh, things. Excellent. Yes. Yeah, my number one had to be uh, rock and roll legend slashes urine slowly draining into porta potty. <laughs> <laughs> Well, before I hear that, continue. <laughs> I don't even. Were you in the porta potty? What is? Yes. Okay. Yes. So here's how it went down. Together. <laughs> this was no. It was it was 2008 Lollapalooza, and the worst thing okay. about Lollapalooza, and the reason I haven't been in seven years, is the bathroom situation. Is I don't want to pay three hundred dollars for three days to have to yeah. several times a day go stand, mm -hmm. or God forbid, sit. In a plastic box of human shit that's been in the sun for a yep. whole week. Yeah. That is disgusting. For yeah. sure. And so I like saw where the VIP area was and I was like, I bet you, like there's the VIP toilets. I'm like, I bet you I can make it there. Like I've had found a little way. I'm like, I can make it there, get in, do my business, get out, and I won't get caught. Yeah. And so I kind of just snuck in there, just kind of tried to look, you know. Like not belong. very conspicuous mm -hmm. and uh so then the door to the uh the next one switches the little vacant thing the yes. little little dial there clicks yeah. mm -hmm. the door opens and out walks the man himself slash <laughs> and <laughs> i'm like Full regalia uh yeah he had the hat the sunglasses everything was going on okay. and i was like it, it will be an honor to urinate after you sir yeah. and i so i walk in and i'm thinking like the vip porta potties i'm like they got to be in better shape right and i get in there and no like <laughs> i don't like like i don't know who who else was on the bill that year like like tom york was fucking shit up in there yeah. i don't know but i get in and like somebody had like like thrown like uh like the um paper towel or whatever like into the urinal thing and oh, it, was, wow. it was like gross oh, yeah. and so like it's still draining. i'm like i'm like i'm literally looking at slash's piss right now <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> and um so i 
do my thing. I, I leave. I get back did to, you pee to on safety. Top of Slash's pee? I did. Yeah. yeah awesome. What else cool. was I going to do? Yeah. And so, <laughs> and so sell it on eBay. <laughs> I had signed up for this thing where there were you would get like a text and for it was like a secret show. Yeah. Oh. Sure. And cause they have like they have these like tiny little stages kind of hidden away in Grant Park, and so I got a little text message and it was like secret show at this stage this time and it was like right around the corner from where i was and i'm like oh so that must be what slash is doing because he wasn't on the bill so i get around there and it's like a crowd of like 100 150 people under this little tent and it's perry farrell mm-hmm. founder of Lollapalooza from um yes. jane's addiction mm-hmm. and slash and they're gonna do a set and they get up there i'm like this is really cool like it's a small little intimate setting it was gonna be very short yeah. you know because word was spreading and people were coming around and then their power goes out on the whole stage and they got nothing and so, oh. like, they're the, Perry Farrell's trying to, you know, keep everybody in. He's clapping or whatever. And he he has a new baby, and he brings the baby out. And he's like, "Hey, look, it's it's my baby. Like, hey, yeah, this is cool, right?" <laughs> he's like holding it up, like like Lion King style, and that gets old after about ten seconds. Sure. And so then, um, Slash starts on just his electric guitar, so you can't hear it unless if you're like right next to it. He starts strumming out the chords to uh. Jane says big Jane's addiction hit. And so mm-hmm. Perry Farrell leads us like the 100, 150 people. And we all do an acapella version of Jane says together. And then we dispersed. <laughs> and then that was it. Um, wow. One of the more unique uh, concert moments I've had um, wow. following the uh, porta potty slash thing. So there you so go. So that was like seven minutes tops. And then you were yeah, it was, done. It was quite surreal oh my god did you see slash did he did he had he unplugged the power and then he like put his guitar down and ran back to the porta potty <laughs> <laughs> i'm not done <laughs> yeah he left he left a four car trail behind him <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you did you find any still lit uh like roaches inside the porta potty too or anything like that behind him i'm i can't prove that they were his i didn't run dna tests oh okay yeah. sure 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 um, it, w- w- what's, what's your favorite thing that you've ever experienced, uh, or, or uh, seen at Lollapalooza that's not music related, like someone, like a, uh, like a people watching there. And then what's the worst thing you've ever seen a human do at Lollapalooza? I mean, I got bit at Lollapalooza in 2014. That was the worst. But you got bit? Yeah, you I got say? bit. Human? By- yeah, by a human being. Oh. Uh, during a Skrillex set. Skrillex, actually, Skrillex Skrillex was probably the second worst thing I saw at Lollapalooza. (laughs) And then I got bit during it, so that was really bad. Was this someone you knew? It was a friend of a friend who had overdone it on the the party drugs, as I believe they're called, Mm, on the streets. Yes. Among the youths. Too too much nerds rope. That shit will send you to the moon. So Um, Then the the best thing was probably done by myself, uh, which was uh, when I took a nap in the middle of the field and I wasn't, I had not been indulging in any chemicals. I was just real tuckered out <laughs> and, and everybody was like, Oh, it's cool. And so I laid down and I, I'd slept and people were just, you know, stepping over me. It was like, it was halfway between the two stages. So yeah. it was like, but people are just trans. They just, and my friends that I was with, like, I finally woke up and they're, I was like, how long was I out? And they're like, Oh, like 40 minutes. And I was like, so were people just like stepping on me the whole time? They're like, Oh yeah, the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, it was during a show. I slept through it. And then I, I woke up in time for, uh, Lupe Fiasco and Rage Against the Machine, if uh, memory nice. serves. Yeah. Oh, that sounds like a great show. It was a fun evening. Wow. My, my my best experience ever at a music fest here in Chicago. I've never been to Lollapalooza, but I have been to Riot Fest. And um, 
I was I was on uh, said uh, party drugs, the ones um, that Mario and Luigi eat. Uh, if you know those, you <laughs> yeah. know, uh, yep, uh, the ones that make you larger, seemingly. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the best experience I had was um, I, I I left my friends for a bit and I went on, on my own little walk through the um, Douglas Park, and I got an enormous corn dog, and I sat on, <laughs> on a field and I looked up at the moon. <laughs> Nathan's terrified. Jeez. And it was, closer. <laughs> it was an experience like that. I ate a giant corn dog slathered in just the right amount of mustard and just the right amount of ketchup. And the music was distant. You know, it was nice. It was yes. wonderful. So uh that was Big one. <laughs> <laughs> These fireworks are right over <laughs> They are like, get to the fast five already. <laughs> um, okay, uh Brian, it's your turn. Uh, my number one. I'm going to keep it short because I feel like you guys know all about it. This is the event of witnessing really Thank you. <laughs> witnessing really good friendships fade. Oh. Yes. This oh. is the ones I'm talking about. The kind of like tight childhood kinships that dissipate over time. Uh, like your neighbor friends or anything like that. Or then when you're finally in high school, you finally find that one click. You get a get along with and then boom, they're gone <laughs> we we planned this so poorly <laughs> uh yes it is not really a uh, a fireworks holiday that we know of yeah, um, no. what <laughs> this is a train wreck you guys this is four train cars long of oh. a steaming shit pile i'm so sorry um but that's what it's like <laughs> losing friends it's very sad. I, yeah. I, 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 I totally agree. Uh, <laughs> these fireworks are so goddamn rude. They're just getting louder. They will not let us talk. Um, I, I, I have experienced the same thing. I know well, when you leave high school. <laughs> you know, I, was like, I can't you guys, even see them. That's the thing. <laughs> we're going to. We're going to uh, stay friends. We're going to be bros. Yeah. We're going to keep up. When we come back from on holidays, we're all going to hang out. And, you know, uh, you know, you, you go away to college, you come back, whatever. And it just sometimes it's just it just fades real fast. And as soon as, you know, as soon as the music stops, well, or as soon as the, uh, the, the the citrus Smirnoff vodka stops flowing uh, in my high school's case, it's kind of when the kind of when the, the, the music stopped and, and the, you know, and, and the merry-go-round uh, yeah. turned off. But it, Brian, so, so, so tell me, what do you, do you, um, do you, do, does this, does this keep you up at night? Did you think about this often? Well, you just or, have or, those or moments this... where you wake up and you're like, oh, I wonder how so-and-so's doing. And then you finally get, get on the uh, runaway memory train of like, oh yeah, we used to do this. We used to do that. Oh my, we all used to do this as a group. What about so-and-so and this person and that person? Yeah. We spent every waking time together. And especially in the like track I had at school, the way like certain honors classes were broken out, you were with the same group of people. Yeah. Even though there were a thousand people in your class. Yeah. You were with the same group. It's like I had my Roseville going through this other group <laughs> yeah. of giants. Oh, yeah. So it was like those are the same people that you either went and did plays with or had after school things or took TV production classes with or did all this other stuff. And you're like, oh, these are the people I, they're my homies. I like these people a lot. And yeah. then all of a sudden, we all go to college and boom, it's it's gone. It's just gone. Now, I'm curious because I feel like there are some people, I'm sure you know some people that are still friends with their. Absolutely. High school, and I'm sure there are some cases where you 
feel sorry for them perhaps right because like, yeah. like maybe they haven't moved on or haven't made new friends or something or, or whatever it is um i i do, do you find that uh that that it, it's harder to make friends now and you feel like the friends you make now are are less maybe feel less permanent just because of the lack of time spent together <laughs> nathan destroys a moth <laughs> Uh, he doesn't want to get bit and turn into a superhero. Yeah. Uh, I think it's not harder to make friends. It's just friends are now more circumstantial. Yeah. You have to make them in the things that are convenient to your life. Work, uh, uh, playing on a softball team, whatever the social activity is. Sure. That's kind of where you got to find your your friends. Sure. Um, but. <laughs> there it is. We saw it. Just wanted to say that. Right <laughs> I have no idea. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was right next door. It was two two doors down, I think. Oh, okay. <laughs> Good job, guys. We'll cut this part out, I guess. Uh, <laughs> what the hell was I saying? <laughs> uh, they're getting fucking loud. <laughs> this is insane. I didn't really think this was going to be a problem, guys. <laughs> you don't need fireworks tonight. <laughs> no reason. Uh, so what was I saying? Yeah, their friends are circumstantial now, but on the flip side, I still have some of my closest friends are from third grade, and I celebrate that with fireworks every chance I get. <laughs> I see what, what what I like about this right now is that what you're talking about friendship, and every time I feel like I see you guys. It's fireworks, right? It's, yes. like, it's like we get together, shit happens, fire sparks. It's 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 colors. It's loud. It's bright. It's big. So I'm although it was sad, I feel like your your original approach was kind of a, a sad, mournful thing. That it's like you know, uh, it's it's a it's a reflection on on what could have been and what is now. Does that make sense? On what could have been and what is now? I mean, that's just what is. Is. Yes, <laughs> um, yeah. but 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 you 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 left me with a happy taste in my mouth, and, and I appreciate that. So um, it's going to be a taste of soot as all this stuff starts raining down from the sky. <laughs> Told you it was dangerous. <laughs> like, I was right the whole time. <laughs> um, uh, Nathan, do we, we can get you into your thunder shirt here in just a couple minutes. Get, get you feeling safe again here. Um, all right, that's that, that is Brian's number one, guys. I need to tell you these points quick. Um, I'm going to give you something to to chat about quick. Um, um, and that is um, uh, the, the the worst concert you've ever been to. Give us some thoughts while I tally here. Dr. Dog was atrocious at Lala 2008, as was MGMT. I was actually going to mention, I had not seen MGMT, but their SNL performance one time. I was like, oh, my God, this is on TV. They have some good music, but when I yeah. saw them live, they were pitiful. I agree with that. Statement. Sorry, fellas. I have not been to a ton of concerts, to be honest. My worst experience, though, is Lollapalooza. <laughs> it is just an awful place. Uh, I did get to work in the press tent that year, though, so I uh, drank my weight in coconut water and whatever else was free back there. <laughs> did, did, did not, not expect you to say coconut water. No, <laughs> boy, you really cut loose, man. <laughs> it, was, it was coconut water and... Uh, some sort of a cold espresso drink. So there, it was just hopped up all the time. There must have entire been an entire porta potty with just your urine in it. If you if you drank your weight in coconut water. I was well hydrated <laughs> and then I offset it with all the coffee I drank too. <laughs> so I almost died. <laughs> but uh, sounds like another wet experience. Very wet. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, guys, I had these these uh, scores tallied here. Um, you actually were tied going in 
uh, to the to to the final uh, to the photo finish. Brian, I gave you four points on your last one because you fought through fireworks. Yeah. You fought through fireworks to 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 fight for your friends, and I love that about about your number one. Uh, but Nathan did grab the bonus today when he uh, correctly guessed the amount of cars I witnessed poop continuously in <laughs> on the brown line. So Nathan, you are today's victor with 15 points over Brian's 14. Thank you. Uh, you guys should really be proud of yourselves. You you triumphed in in a, in a place of adversity here tonight. So, um, but now it's time for the fast five, top five kickstarters that never started. Number five, Oculus Shift. This is Tristan's thesis project for his filmed pictures degree from Cutting Edge Picture Film Academy, which is one floor up from the Sabaros, just steps from the easternmost Penn Station subway entrance right in Midtown, New York. It follows Bruno, a misunderstood misanthrope who can't not wear leather and get bombarded by women who don't understand his pain. And he hates his alarm clock. Number four. Gary's Gallon of Gum. Gary Newichek grew up loving Bazooka Joe Bubblegum, especially the jokes. After a late night of having beers with his old buddies from the frat, they all convinced him that he should definitely be doing stand-up on his weekends. But he thought, why not go one further? So Gary set out to write enough jokes for each piece of gum and a gallon jug to be wrapped in a unique joke that wasn't even overly racist. Knock, knock, who's there? That's called a setup. Nobody is knocking down your door. Get back to lawn sprinkler sales, Gary. Number three. <laughs> Lemmingwood Revived, a neighborhood retreatance. A mix between retreat and experience. Holy Lord, Kim and Bernard are dedicated to your health, well-being, and loosening of your morals. They love their neighborhood, Lemmingwood, but everyone is pretty adamant against an acupuncture retreat and center mixed between a retreat and experience, especially one that also specializes in dog boarding and candles. This kid... <laughs> Nobody is brave enough to speak about this Kickstarter to Kim's face and everyone that's told Bernard knows he's too chicken shit to mention it to her as they go to bed. But there's a reason a bank won't give them a loan for Lemmingwood Revived. And now it's time to accept that and go back to working at the co-op. Number two, hot ice. <laughs> beverage connoisseur and entrepreneur Lance Tipple blew himself past the moon with this Kickstarter dream the name confuses and finds only a dozen takers on the site turns out hot sauce infused ice cubes for alcoholic drinks was a bad miss sorry hot ice but your demand remains cold number one the cooler cooler Look out, tailgating moms and dads. The cooler, cooler is here. While you wait for your college football start time, you need your drinks to stay frosty and the ice to remain frozen. Done and done. Ladies, you might need a small rubberized and motorized hand to extend and gently crest your shoulder as your husband fails to communicate through text exactly which parking lot he's left for to go drink with his old uh, buddy alums. He's uh, only seen unsober. Well, you're in luck. The cooler cooler is here. Built with military intercore shell to keep the drinks cold and your whiny overfed children's lunches at the perfect temp where just enough droplets form so their sandwiches aren't too good. 
And don't worry, they won't let you forget about it, Mom. It's your fault. You need a space to plug in and tune out? Well, the cooler cooler purportedly has a USB charging slot. But any faint spritz of liquid, I mean, it's a fucking cooler. When isn't there a faint spritz of fucking liquid? will render it useless. But thankfully, you won't realize that until hours later as your children are spread out over acres of parking lot and you desperately need a YouTube break. The cooler cooler has a revolutionary hot plate built into its plastic roof lid, just hot enough to grill your burgers saute onion for those brats and slowly melt the surrounding plastic to the point where it feels dangerous. Did we mention there's a cheese grater built in? Also, a small pull-out ledge to display your gaudy necklace collection. They don't like that one. <laughs> no, that one gives you the, the firecracker part. The cooler cooler. <laughs> Time to show off your cold personality. And that's this week's edition of Uber Senko. Thank you. Thank you for holding and with us and just sticking it through. My freaking Lord. Please rate and review our show on Apple Podcasts. Maybe not this one. Uh, <laughs> and once again, we love that hearty wom word of mouth. Again, not for this episode. So please tell your friends about us and send them your favorite episode that's not this one. Uh <laughs> Thank you to my uh, scared little guy. <laughs> Nathan had a And my big wet boy. <laughs> I've been Mitch Frankman, and as Bizbear always says, when giving advice, be sure to peek in the mirror first. You might just find your first client. <laughs> God, are you fucking kidding me? I'm Peter Zane and adios. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You've just listened to Uber Cinco, a production of UBK Studios. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your fine podcasts from. If you like what you hear and want to support the show, please visit our Patreon site at patreon.com slash UBK Studios. Every little bit helps us keep the lights on and the bill collectors at bay. Keep tabs on us on all the social media at UBK Studios, and most importantly, subscribe to our YouTube channel so you can see that we really are just a bunch of good Midwestern boys. Yeah.